Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. What's driving the conversation in California today? Every weekday at this time, we explore a topic that's making news in our state. This is the State of California. Good afternoon. This is the State of California. Doug Sovereign is away today. We're joined by political scientist from Sonoma State University, Dr. David McEwen. It's an understatement to say that this last week has been eventful for Ukraine. Russia has built up more than 150,000 troops on three sides of the country, and tensions have escalated with Vladimir Putin as the United States and NATO work to deter an invasion of Ukraine and surrounding regions. Today, we turn our attention to the events unfolding there as a possible meeting between President Biden and Vladimir Putin could soon happen. After an initial meeting between Secretary of State Tony Blinken and Russian Foreign Minister Sergei Lavrov, possibly later this week. Professor McEwen, now as we look back to Geneva and developments there and towards Ukraine in the future, what are some of the challenges for deterring Russia moving forward? Well, good afternoon, and a pleasure to join you today. Ukraine's a, a largely democratic nation of, of more than 40 million people. You've got a pro-Western president there who was elected with over 70% of the vote back in 2019. If Vladimir Putin was able to slow roll an invasion, if he was able to move forward and have a massive invasion, that would be a, a world development that would be unparalleled since World War II. So how Vladimir Putin sees himself, how he sees Russia, what's the nuance there, all of that opens up a whole bunch of questions. The dominant narrative has been that he's running a declining nation, but that narrative may not be correct. And today's guest has written a uh, recent book that looks at Vladimir Putin and everything he's been up to since, say, 2014 or so. So it should be a very interesting conversation. Well, let's bring in that guest now. We are joined on the KCBS Ring Central Newsline by Professor Catherine Stoner of Stanford University, author of the new book, Russia Resurrected Its Power and Purpose in a New Global Order. Thanks for having me. And Catherine, to start off, you know, we are talking about, obviously, the events of the last couple of weeks, but this has been years in the building. What do you think is the game being played by Vladimir Putin as he amasses troops on the border of Ukraine? Yeah, so he's actually, they just in the last uh, hour or so rolled some troops into um, these two republics uh, of Ukraine, in the Donbass region, um, calling them peacekeeping troops, and he has officially recognized them and signed a an agreement of um, friendship and um, and and cooperation. So um, he's planning to stop a genocide going on there uh, of Russian speakers by the Ukrainian military. And of course, that there is no genocide, there is no attack of, of the Ukrainian military on on Russian speakers there or anywhere else in Ukraine. So. What's the the game, as you put it? Um, well, um, I, I just finished watching this uh, rather remarkable speech that he gave uh, earlier this evening that was on Russian television, and um, it is he, he perceives that uh, Ukraine is is a, is a puppet regime, this uh, this sort of 
robust but uh, weak democracy in, in Ukraine, weak in, weak in the sense that it's not a fully you know, consolidated uh, democracy, um, but it is much freer than Russia is. And he perceives that this uh, country is being um, you know, manipulated by the West and that it is run uh, as a, as a sort of puppet Western state and that NATO is going to, once uh, Ukraine is able to join NATO, which, by the way, is not imminent and was not about to happen, uh, this is a manufactured timeline by Putin, that if Ukraine were to join NATO, uh, that NATO uh, would put missiles in Ukraine and this would be a direct security threat uh, to Russia. So the, the uh, perception, um, I guess the game, as you put it, um, is, uh, is being cast, at least in terms of, of Russian self-defense, but there was no attack. So um, it means pretty, pretty hollow. Uh, Ukraine's a, a sovereign state, as was said at the top of this segment, and has been for over 30 years. And even before that, we can make arguments uh, about when, when it was established and how. <laughs> he says it was created by Vladimir Lenin, the author and architect, he calls him, of modern Ukraine. So as he lays out this uh, series of grievances against the West, these rationales, is he trying to establish spheres of influence around Russia? Is that what he's doing? Is that the argument of the book? Yes, I think there's, there's partly that. I mean, he has this 19th century sort of realist perception that might makes right um, um, around Russia. But um, the other issue is, you know, countries um, that were members of the, of the Soviet Union, and remember the Soviet Union was made up of 15 republics, Russia was the largest republic in Ukraine, uh, Kazakhstan, you know, um, Uzbekistan, etc. Estonia, Latvia, Lithuania, these well, other um, parts of the Soviet Union. Um, he has uh, established different relationships with different former republics, notably dependent on the kind of uh, regime that governs them. So he has good relations with Belarus, well, there's an authoritarian dictator there, bad relations with Ukraine. Uh, where there's a democracy, poor relations with the Baltic republics, all three democracies, Georgia, struggling democracy. Um, so you can see that where there is, um, uh, you know, a, a liberalized government uh, with a free media and with checks and balances um, in its system of government, um, that's a threat to Russia. Kazakhstan, not a threat, um, because it's also a, 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 an authoritarian country. I think the real threat here is not NATO. NATO was not about to expand um, to Ukraine. It's not like something sudden was about to be, something was going to be signed that has brought this on. It's a false timeline. The threat here is that Ukraine uh, is an example for Putin's own people in Russia. And if Ukraine looked for its future to the West and to the European Union um, and, um, and you know, democracy and liberalism, well, that's exactly what, Putin's regime in Russia is not. It's illiberal, it's authoritarian, and it's become more aggressive internationally. Um, They've become more repressive uh, at home in the last 10 or so years. So that's really what this is about. If we had time, I could go into his sort of convoluted understanding of history. which tells you a lot as well. <laughs> I definitely wish we had more time for this. So much to discuss here. Thank you so much. Our guest, Professor Catherine Stoner of Stanford University. You can hear the State of California every weekday at 3.30 p.m. It is also available at kcbsradio.com and wherever you get your podcasts. 
Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.